Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 219, Drink Until You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last. Yep. How the hell is your Monday? How the hell was your weekend? I'm just having a couple of seltzers here, man. Um, I've told you guys before, I really have to steer away from the liquor, man. Like, um, you know, nothing bad happens or has happened. You know, I don't drink and drive. If I go to the bar, I have a couple of shots or like I used to. I used to have a couple of shots. You know, you just get a ride home. You're good. Uh, but the the problem is um, after those couple of shots, you know, you're sitting at the bar with someone. And you just start getting mouthy, you know, and it usually happens over sports. Oh, you're a New York Giants fan. I'm a, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. You know, oh, you're a Philadelphia Eagles. You know, that's how it always starts. And you start arguing, you start getting a little snarky, you know, you knock the guy's cheese fries on the ground <laughs> to prove a point. Uh, but you know, I just, I steer away from the liquor now, man. I, I love to mix drinks. Um, I might actually bartend at some point in my life again, uh, cause I did have a lot of fun doing it, but, um, yeah, man, I, I just can't do it. So, so it's seltzers and beer for me. That's what I'm staying. And it works, you know, even when I was taking a shot of liquor back in the day to start this podcast, man, like it works. There's no one sitting here to fact check me. There's no one sitting here to say, Chris, you might be wrong. So, you know, it's hard to argue with yourself. (laughs) So, uh, no more hard liquor for me. I just don't like, you know, how, how sassy that's, that's what I'm told. I get spicy or sassy. I don't like how spicy or sassy it makes me. You know, I think I'm being a smartass and quick-witted and I'm really pissing people off. I don't know. Fuck them, right? Let's take a drink. So WrestleMania just came through. Dude, is it WrestleMania 38? Is that the one that just came through? I honestly feel like there's been like a million WrestleManias already. I can't believe they're only on 38. Like UFC's already on fucking UFC what? Are they in the four digits now? Are they in the thousands now? No, they can't have that many. They're still in the hundreds, dude. What are you talking about? They're still in the hundreds. <laughs> it's 138 or 162 or who, who fucking knows. They're about to reach 200. Uh, but no, apparently this was WrestleMania 38. That's the big one anyway. That's why there's not as many of them. They do wrestling every other goddamn day now. <clears throat> I think it's all WWE. There's no WCW anymore. So they just do, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then big events. Um, <clears throat> which jackass was there at the uh, at the event? I heard Johnny Knoxville had a match. I don't know uh, how it went for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am losing my voice somehow, too. Uh, oh and stone cold steve austin made an appearance good lord that's my era that's my last you know like time i watched wrestling was just uh stone cold steve austin mankind the rock all those guys that was like it for me i grew up as a kid you know watching sting and and hulk hogan and all those classic guys you know uh flying brian rick rude Oh, man, this is Jake the Snake. Holy shit, dude. Uh, Hacksaw. Is it Jim Duggan? Duggan or Duggett? I I never knew. Um, 
dude, I mean, I loved, I loved wrestling when I, you know, probably until I was about 15. Not that I don't like it anymore. I just don't know anybody, you know. You stop watching the show for a couple of episodes and you're lost. You know, you don't know who's good, who's bad, who you want to win, who you want to lose. Um, I love it. C.T. Fletcher the other day reposted that Stone Cold Steve Austin Triple H where that fan ran into the ring with like a fucking bat in his hand and Triple H just beat the living shit out of the guy. <coughs> I love it, man. I love it. You know, and it's like, yeah, that shit is rehearsed and they know it's in Triple H knew in that moment when he started beating the shit out of that fan. Like, I know who's a part of this act and, and you ain't it. So he fucking like suplexed him or something. I don't know all the names, all the wrestling move names. It's kind of like skateboarding to me. You know, they're just made up, <laughs> you know, so I can't remember them all. <laughs> Do a backside flip fakey like shut the fuck what did you what? Um <clears throat> anyways, but yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin was there, man. That's surprising. I, I mean I, I if they put another <laughs> if they put another fucking brace on Stone Cold Steve I mean he's the bionic man at this point. And I which I would never say to his face because he'd beat the fuck out of me, probably. Dude, I, I'm sure, you know, like as, as fake as wrestling moves are, dude, you don't want any of them happening to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that shit is scripted, but if someone actually fucking stunned you, kicked you in the gut, and then pulled your head down over their shoulder, and as soon as they hit the ground, your jaw hits their shoulder, like, dude, that would fuck you up. <coughs> Which, you know, that's a, that's a finishing move. There's a bunch of other different moves. That, uh, you know, they can be finishing moves, I guess. Or maybe at some point in time they were someone's finishing move. What was the Dallas Diamond Page finishing move? It was something, or maybe I'm thinking of The Undertaker. He put your head between your legs, you know, like your face is, your face down toward the mat. Head between his legs and then he'd take your arms, you know, <laughs> like... He'd like loop his arm between your under, so you, he can't block your face from hitting the mat. If someone actually fucking did that to you, bro, that shit would hurt. You'd definitely lose some teeth. You'd definitely lose some chiclets on that one. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Sarah, here's some wrestling moves. I'm kind of interested in, in, in to, to see how many of these I know. Uh, you got the DDT. I absolutely know what the DDT is. It's basically what I just described. Instead of being <laughs> underneath the guy's nutsack, you're underneath his armpit. Uh, it says elbow. Okay, that's just a regular move. The choke slam. You got to know what the choke slam is. You pick him up by the neck, you slam him on the back. The sharpshooter. Oh, this is a submission. 40 of... 45 of 50 the sharpshooter will never truly go away the heart foundation made it popular in the 90s that's right he would sit on you and fucking twist your legs dude oh this is a little trip down memory lane i'm loving this i wasn't sure how this episode was going to work out with the wrestling but i'm, I'm this is kind of cool uh the backbreaker this is really neat that it's telling telling me how it's popularized to the backbreaker refers to a professional wrestling move in which a wrestler drops an opponent so that the opponent's back impacts or is bent backwards against 
something. I don't know. I'm not going to click on it to read the rest. It's going to mess up my whole shit. Oh, the pile driver. How long has it been since you've seen a fucking pile driver? Also known for the undertaker as the tombstone, right? He holds you upside down and fucking you land right on your, your head impacting your neck. Oh God, dude. And they, you know, that that's their knees when they, you know, the head's in between the legs, the knees keep the neck safe. You know, it looks like you get a big boom, but you know, the neck's okay. If someone fucking did that to you, good Lord. Uh, the moonsault, the Nelson hold, the power bomb. Oh, I love a good power bomb, dude. I love a good power bomb. You get the guy on the, on the top of the ropes about to jump off and you have to run over there real quick and grab him by the legs and fucking slam him dude they they endure some punishment you know like if you beat your body up over and over day after day day in day out like your body develops fucking calluses your body develops almost immunity to that pain you know what i mean like you, you take these muay thai guys and i know i'm, I'm taking a leap here I get it. Rest, WWE wrestling and Muay Thai are not the same. That's not what I'm trying to say. But if you get a Muay Thai guy and and he's in training all day, he just gets kicked in the fucking legs all day. I mean that, you know, that eventually builds up. That's how he can stand in the ring, you know, when he goes to fight someone else who's also a professional and they kick him in the legs and he doesn't fucking cry or crumble, <laughs> you know, like fuck, dude. And some of the noises, you're just, you know, you're just sitting there eating your plate of fries at the, what is it, Buffalo Wild Wings. A shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings. I've talked so much shit on you in, the, in years past, but, <clears throat> you know, you're sitting there eating your fries at Buffalo Wild Wings and you can hear the slap of the foot hit the, hit the thigh and you're just like, Jesus, dude, like, how is he standing still? Like, that would be it for me. You wouldn't have to submit me. You wouldn't have to knock me out. You kick me in the leg and, like, go dead leg. I'm like, all right, all right, okay, I'm, I'm done. I can't walk around the ring anymore, ref. What do you mean? Like, I am the guy spitting out my mouthpiece. The ref's like, you have to put your mouthpiece in. No, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm done. He kicked me in the leg. Did you see what he did to me? Look at this bruise. Look at this bruise. He kicked the fuck out of me. Oh, dude. Oh. But, you know, it's, I think the same thing applies after so long, after doing it for so long, you know, you, you build up calluses, you build up sort of immunity to it. You know, you get tough, um, old, old fucking old school karate dudes do that, man. Like over in Okinawa, dude, pounding fucking rocks for years with their hands. <clears throat> you know, if you can punch a rock and not break your hand, I think, you know, if you punch a human being, it's probably going to fucking hurt. I mean, your hand becomes the right, like, dude, watching these documentaries and shit, like these guys, like their hands are fucking warped. <coughs> Excuse me. You have to bear with me if I don't lose my voice midway through. But, uh, yeah, dude, the, their hands become like fucking stone, you know, from hitting a stone over and over. And it's weird. Because there was this one guy I was watching and he had, you know, he had this one stone outside his house. And it was a pretty big stone. It's like probably two of the, you know, two of his heads put together. And he would just sit there and pound it. That's what he does. Every day he work he practices karate. You know, he practices his kicks. He does his workouts. You know, he's doing his sit-ups, his push-ups. 
and he just, you know, a portion of the day for like a fucking hour, he just bangs on this rock with his hands. He's not trying to break it open. He's not hitting it with his full force, but he's just building up the calluses on it, you know, his bones and his, his knuckles and... You know, he's just making that shit hard. So if he hits somebody else, it's going to fucking do some damage. But dude, it's weird to look at the rock because it's like where he's punching. It's, it's almost like a snare drum. When you hit the middle of the snare drum, you know, the, the, the little coating eventually comes off and you can tell like, oh, I'm pretty accurate. You know, I hit right in the center of the snare for the most part, you know, it's all broken off right there. You know, it's kind of good. I'm doing a good job. It's like the same thing with that fucking rock. He's just like withering it away day after day just by using his fucking hand, just pounding that fucking rock, dude. I wonder if by now that thing broke in half, honestly, like, <coughs> excuse me. I wonder if it broke in half. You would have to think after all the time, you know, you could spend a hundred years hitting that rock. Would that be enough to crack it? Uh, anyways, let's take another drink. My throat's getting dry. Let's go back to wrestling moves. So, where do we leave, uh, leave off? The moonsault. Oh, a good power bomb. The shooting star press. Jushin Thunder Liger for his move. Um, brain Buster. Dude, I remember this one. A Brain Buster is a move in which a wrestler puts their opponent in a front face lock, hooks their tights, and... Oh, okay, okay. A brain buster. So you you don't it's like a suplex, like you go back and you you know, you hit their back on the ground. Like this one you just fucking lift them up and God dude. It's so fucking violent. <laughs> you slam their face to the mat. And these are trained professionals, dude. If somebody slammed you like that on the concrete, good lord. Oh my god. A suplex, yes, face buster, neck breaker. Wait, what is the neck breaker? Oh, good Lord. That's right. You go backwards with their neck down to the mat. <laughs> like you grab them from the back and... Oh, God. The stunner, the Stone Cold stunner, of course. You gotta, you gotta know what the fucking stunner is. Uh, what's the other one I saw the other day? Oh, my God. I have one video of the week. And it's an absolute gym. <laughs> this goes hand in hand. Um, dude, this stu oh, but this stunner that Stone Cold did on Vince McMahon was awful, was atrocious. Um, like you know, you got to get kicked in the stomach to do the stunner, you know, to get the stunner done to you. You get kicked in the stomach, and then he flips around and he does the, you know, he does the thing to you. But fucking Vince McMahon, I call it overacting. You know what I mean? Like when when you see a movie and someone. It's just trying too hard, you know what I mean? That's that's pretty much what it what it is. Uh, my fancy word for it is overacting, but you know it happens in comedy all the time. Like someone tries to say a word in a funny way to make everyone laugh, and it's just like you know that doesn't work. It's you know you're trying too hard, you know. Or someone tries to hold a stu like oh my god, what's a, what's a dude's name on SNL? Oh, Keenan Thompson. Thompson. I used to fucking hate Keenan Thompson, man, because he had one move. He had one move for everything he did, and it was just to pull a stupid face like, uh, I don't know what's happening, huh? What? Like, th that doesn't work every time, bro. That works one time for a specific skit, maybe twice. 
you can get away with it. But to do that every time is like, it's not funny anymore. You know what I mean? And I think the same thing applies to wrestling. You know, and Vince McMahon is just notorious for this. I think that's why people fucking hate him as far as his character goes. You know, I don't hate him personally. But as far as his character goes, it's just so dramatic. He gets kicked and stunned and he has to spit out his fucking beer that he was drinking all over the... It's just like, come on, bro. And it was so fucking slow. The stunner was the slowest one I've ever... So he kicked Vince McMahon in the stomach and Vince actually stumbles back into the ropes while Stone Cold's trying to grab him to do the finishing move. So they have to do this whole like, oh, come back over here and like, oh, I'm trying to grab you. And then he finally does it to him. It was just, dude, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the first bionic man ever. Don't put another goddamn brace on that. What is it? He's going to have an elbow brace, a fucking mouth brace, a neck brace. Like, this man is made of braces. I, I think there's little braces in his shoes. And you got this man up in the ring doing the fucking stunner to people. Good Lord. Um, and it's still a scary human being, though. Like, I wouldn't fuck with Stone Cold, I, you know. Whatever his real name is on the street, I wouldn't want to fuck with him. That's a big dude, man. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, that all happened this weekend. Uh, Jackass was there. Johnny Knoxville won his match, I heard. Spoiler alert. Um, and I really, honestly, I wanted to watch last night. Uh, was it Monday night? The day, the, the next event after wrestlemania monday night it's like monday raw or something but it's after wrestlemania event so you, you know you got to tie up those loose ends that you didn't get to do um i'm just happy for wrestling dude like i'm i'm really happy for wrestling like they've done this for so long and they they've sucked generations of kids in year after year after year and it's I, it's amazing how they do it it really is i know it's you know it's all a show they all have planned things they're going to, you know, do and, and say sometimes. But, dude, it's entertainment to the fucking max, man. It's just good shit. I'm, I'm really actually trying to get back into it. I don't know any of the new guys. I don't know their finishing move. I don't know any of that shit. I don't know what's going on. I want to find out who the chick is. There's so many more chicks these days. It's like every other match is a female-on-female match, which is fucking badass. I love it. Um... Well, who's the chick with the long hair? Like, she's got the long-ass ponytail, and, like, when she makes her ring entrance, she swings that bitch. Like, that's fucking hot, dude. I love that. That's great. Uh, but the video of the week, uh, this all goes hand-in-hand, hand, by the way, is uh, the the dad <laughs> in the crowd at a wrestling event, and he has his son up, up over his shoulders giving him the torture rack. So, like, what the torture rack is, is basically you're, you're, like, breaking their ribs on your shoulder. You know, you're bouncing up and down, dude. And this dad in the crowd while they're counting, you know, like, this match is about to end. I think Booker T is actually in the, in the match. And they're, you know, someone's getting pinned. And this dad in the fucking crowd has his son in the torture rack. And he's laughing. His son is laughing. Everybody around him is just fucking... You know, holding up signs and shit, dude. It is one of the greatest. If there were ever a video to describe me as a father, that is the video. <laughs> because I'm, oh man. And just to do it in that moment. Like, 
and, and this was before, you know, everybody knew there were cameras everywhere. And I was going to, I mean, maybe, he probably planned it out though. I mean, you got to know you're on the camera if you're sitting that close. <coughs> and that's such a dad thing too. I bet he was telling all his buddies at work, you know, I'm going to put my son in the torture rack on live television this weekend. <laughs> what a move. What a move to do. I mean, his son was probably, I don't know, 12 to 14 years old, somewhere in there. So he's a big kid. You know, he's not hurting him and his son's fucking cracking up. Oh, man, it's it's one of the most wholesome like moments ever. You know, what a bonding experience, you know, what do you bet? That kid that got torture racked is now at these events at WrestleMania 38 and torture racking his child in the crowd. You know what I mean? Like generation after generation. It's fucking great, man. Uh, definitely a video of the week. I'm taking a drink to that. Cheers. What else we got on the moves here? Oh, the figure four. I haven't heard that in a long time. The doomsday device body slam and then it just says ankle okay ankle lock maybe um beginner wrestling moves uh the 35 best wrestling moves of all time dude those just look so good just these pictures dude rick flair about to give somebody that fucking leg across the throat mid-air what a crazy bastard who is this? Oh, dude, you know what always amazed me, though? When they'd get the giant fucking at the big show. And someone would manage to pick that big motherfucker up and slam his ass. That was always impressive. That dude weighs over 300 fucking pounds. How much? The, I, let's look it up. Think about picking this up. The big show. Sorry, I think you can hear me typing on the recording height and weight he's got it oh my god dude he's almost 400 motherfucking pounds jesus christ he's seven foot 383 how do you pick him up i know there's a lot of strong dudes and i mean i've seen a couple of people pick him up actually i mean it wasn't for long either I mean, you pretty you get his toes off the ground, and you better be slamming him already because you ain't gonna hold him up for long. Fuck, dude, that is a massive human being. Okay, how does he compare to Shaq? Seven seven foot, God, three hundred eighty three pounds. Let's see, Shaq. See, I think I always think of Shaq as I mean, I think it's his personality, though, too. He has such a big personality. You think this guy's 20 feet tall. Uh, but Shaq is seven one, a, a, a slightly taller, 324 pounds. That's insane. That is a lot of human being, especially to pick up and fucking slam, dude. Like <laughs> I'm going to need a team lift on this big motherfucker. Can we get six people out here to help slam him? You know, beat him up real good. Oh, here's another dude. Uh, okay, Andre the Giant actually was a motherfucking giant, though. 7'4", 520 pounds. 520 
pounds. How is that possible? What did that man eat? What did Andre the Giant eat? What did he eat? Whole cattle? Andre could eat 12 steaks and 15 lobsters in one sitting. I believe it. To keep fi- to maintain maintain 500 fucking pounds. Andre's eating and drinking exploits are legendary. Rest- wrestler Mike Graham once claimed his friend drank 156 beers during one night out, and Graham's Legend of Wrestling co-panelist corroborated the story. 156 beers. Good lord, dude. Double digits is where it ends for me. You get me to 10 through 20, I'm done for the night. 156. I mean, he's a big dude. You know, like a regular glass of beer is like, you know, it only takes him his thumb and his index finger to hold that bitch. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like a it's like a cup of tea for him. You know, pinky out. So he just like gulps that down. There's one, there's two, there's three, there's four. He probably takes them like shots. <coughs> That's incredible. That's honestly incredible. That is the biggest human being I've ever fucking heard of. I got to say it one more. Seven, four, 520 pounds. Did anyone ever pick up Andre the Giant? I'm sure that was like the show ender back then, you know, to pick this big dude up. Fuck, man. I've always heard this too. This is kind of like a, a weird metaphor, but you know, you've always heard like, like for cows and stuff, you know, if you tip them over while they're sleeping they they just fucking, you know, their heart will rip out of their fucking chest. How does someone that big, like the big show get slammed and he's like survives and it seems so weird but it's like you gotta imagine like isn't his heart like the size of my fucking head and his chest in there or does he just have a regular ass heart and that's good luck that would suck dude and i think that it actually is why uh, a lot of people that are that big end up fucking dying so young it's like it's hard to maintain that fucking mass it's hard for your your fucking heart to pump blood to your full body you know like good lord that's a lot of you know a lot of shit to get through oh excuse me these seltzers are getting me it's making me burp uh anyways so that happened oh my god we're already 26 minutes in jesus christ i don't even know what i talked about uh let's go ahead and talk a little Dallas Stars to end. We can do some drink recommendations too. I mean, they're going to be pretty similar to what you've heard before. But, you know, maybe you haven't heard these before. Where's my light in my car? Um, oh, dude, I got a fucking uh, a ticket the other day. My tail light was out. And he, uh, yeah, he wrote me a ticket. So, um, that's fun. That's something I got to deal with soon. I don't know where my book, my recipes are right now. What did I do with them? I love that book. I have to find it soon. Anyways, I guess we're just going to end with Dallas stars talk. Uh, now that I bored you with my limited wrestling knowledge, (laughs) 
Uh, I, I am, though. I am going to get back into it, man. Like, I really want to watch. I want to know who the characters are. I want to find out who that bad bitch is with that long hair. She looks pretty fucking cool. I'm sure that has something to do with her finishing move. She wraps it around their neck or something, you know? Uh, so, anyways, moving on, Dallas Stars talk. Uh, not much to talk about. I mean, we we had a pretty good road trip. We won three out of four. Two, four, six. That's, wait. Yeah, six points out of, a, you know, eight we could have got. And, you know, I, I, I just got to say, man, like, if we play back-to-back nights, you have to, as a fan, expect that that second night might not go your way. You know, and, and you, you know, the first night should go your way if you have a decent team, you know, because you're rested and you're ready to go. But that second night of a, you know, a back-to-back at the end of a road trip, like, I can concede, man, like, we we just lost that game. And it's okay. It's okay. It's, there's no reason to hit the fucking panic. Even if we don't make it to the playoffs, I'm not hitting the fucking panic button. Who gives a fuck? I don't live or die by, you know, if the Dallas Stars make it to the playoffs or not. You know, do I want them to? Absolutely. Will I celebrate like you've never seen before if they win the Stanley Cup? Absolutely. Or I don't know if you you guys will actually see it, but you'll hear about it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, out of the four games on the road trip, to lose the last one on a back-to-back night, I'm not mad. And especially with the game we played, at least in the third period, dude, we had the rink tilted. And we were just firing off, trying trying everything, every angle, every passing play. Like, we played a good third period. <clears throat> we just got down, you know, too, too quick. We could never catch back up. But, um, dude, overall, I'm fucking happy. It's just funny to see people bitch about one loss. Oh, oh, and, that, and that's the thing, too. They lose one game and, and, and everybody wants to come out and say how shitty Rick Bonus is. Nobody said shit during the three-game win streak. Nobody said shit. Nobody said shit. It just bothers me. It just fucking bothers me. I can't help it. It bothers me. That feels like injustice to me and that fucking bothers me. If you're going to – I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you're going to give the guy shit – for every time the team fucks up, you got to give them credit for every time the team wins. And nobody does that. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Um, except for your old buddy, Chris. You know, I give credit where credit's due. Or, or at least I try to. You know? So, anyway. Uh, that's going to do it for me for the night. Thank you for listening. Episode number 219. Uh, Drink It Till You podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last. Whoop. Uh, let's finish these off and call it a night. Cheers, everybody. All right, guys. Oh, excuse me. And I will talk to you later on this week, Sunday. I'm shooting for Sunday. If not Monday, you guys know me. I'll always do the episode. I'll always be here for you. Uh, But I'll talk to you soon. Have a good week. Bye. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Bye.